Do you want to talk about books? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up a well-read life. Welcome back to the first episode of the new year. I meant to get one more episode out before Christmas. I read the book and I wrote the notes, but we were traveling the week before Christmas and somewhere between gift buying and packing to visit family, I didn't get to record the episode. So that explains why I didn't get one more episode out before the new year. But I've also been missing since then. And the reason is I was just so tired after Christmas. Maybe many of you can relate. It was a restful time. But as I said, there was traveling. There was just so much to do, especially with a young child. And I really wanted to focus on my time with her and especially the rest after Christmas. We we just rested as a family. My husband thankfully gets a week off with his job between Christmas and the new year. And we just needed that time as a family to rest. So like I said, I was tired. I was enjoying the resting. And then my my dear daughter's birthday is just on the heels of Christmas tide. So I was quickly thrown into party planning and it was my daughter's fifth birthday. So I wanted it to be special. So we had two parties instead of one, one with family that was a little bit more quiet and then a very exuberant one with her friends. So as you have heard, I've been pretty busy with festivities and parties, and I've just not had the time or the mental capacity for the podcast. I just have been enjoying some time with my daughter. There was a flu outbreak at her school last week, so I wasn't able to really work on the podcast then either. And thankfully, we did not get sick, but I just decided to enjoy the time with her. We have started reading Betsy and Tacey because she's five. This is her first chapter book to read with me. And the main characters in the first book are right at the age that she is. They're, they start out four and they quickly have birthdays and are five. And I just thought this would be a sweet book for us to read together. And it has been a very sweet time. And I'm really relishing those days with her, especially as she's growing much, much too fast for me. As many of you who are mothers, I'm sure, understand. But I have missed working on the podcast, and I am so excited to be back. And I thought since <laughs> I've been so busy, I would ease in to the podcast. So that episode that I was planning to do with the book right before Christmas it needs a little bit of tweaking to take out <laughs> some of the more overt Christmas themes in it. And I will have that probably up in the next episode. I'm still planning to do that one, but it just didn't feel quite like I could give my attention to it as I wanted to. So instead, I'm going to do a very short episode, and it's what I'm calling Ode to a Used Book. And the reason for that is I was doing some research for the podcast this past Sunday, 
and my husband and my daughter had gone out to do some errands. So I had some time to work alone. And I was looking through a book that my mom had got me at a used bookstore a few years ago. And inside I found a note that she had written to me when she gave it to me. And I'm going to share that note in a minute because it's too good not to share. And I got her permission beforehand. But before I do, I want to read a section from Sarah Clarkson's wonderful book, Book Girl, that really encompasses something that is in my mom's letter. And it's this ability for books to spark up conversations with other readers, even though they may never meet. It's that that understanding that we might have with one another and just that conversation we can even have with a book. So at the age of 17, Sarah Clarkson started corresponding with a literature professor. And as they started this course of study together, he encouraged her to write in her books. And when I first read this, I loved the sentiment, the idea of it, but I was petrified to write in my books. I have barely ever done that. When I was an English major for a while, one of my professors encouraged us to write in our books. And I did, but it was with so much trepidation and just dread, and I hated doing it. But slowly, it's taken years since reading this this passage I'm going to share, I have started to write in my books very very lightly in pencil. I can't quite commit to pen. It's a little too garish for me. But I find that I really do have a deeper understanding of a book when I take the time to annotate in my copy. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. I I usually just do little brackets and maybe a, a very short note, but it helps draw my eye back to that passage when I read it again. And it's, it's interesting because as you go back, if you reread a book, you, you might see that passage and it might not ring as true for you at that moment, but it might, a, my, another passage might stand out more, but it's also a diary of sorts. So you can kind of see what you were thinking, what was going on in your life when you read the book before. But I'll go ahead and stop chattering and share with you now the conversation that Sarah Clarkson had with this professor. And hopefully this will encourage you to mark up your books if you don't. In this letter that the professor wrote to her, he said, he directed me to do something I'd simply never done before. Mark up my books with abandon. Have a conversation with them, he said. Underline, argue, notate. I was hesitant at first. I'd always kept my books clean and tight. But as I began to follow his directions, I realized that as I interacted with those books, jotting my objections or my praise and underlining passages I loved, the content became much more my own. The ideas vivid in my mind long after I closed them. So I... Love that advice given by the literature professor to Sarah Clarkson and everything she said, I'm finding to be true. So lastly, I want to share my mom's letter and it is such a treasure to me. It's just on a plain piece of notebook paper that she just wrote very quickly and she tore out. But those are just, to me, the ones that mean the most. They come from the heart They're written in that moment when the person is thinking of you. It isn't rigid or sterile. It has so much life and holds so much of the personality of the writer and their heart towards you and is such a little 
time capsule of the relationship that you share. So I'll read mom's letter. And again, it just perfectly encompasses the connection that one can experience with other readers. So not only are we having, I do I have that moment of that seeing my mom's heart through her letter, but I also am reminded of how that is also shared in a book, a used book that someone has written in. So I will share her letter now with you because I have a feeling that if you found your way here, you will share these sentiments and also have a deep affection for used books and the story they tell. So here is the letter. My dearest Beth, I'm giving you a copy of a used used book. What kind of gift is that? A new book would be one that you would discover for yourself. Chart new territory, make your own. But a used book? And a used used one at that. A book that has already been traveled. What good could that possibly bring? It would be like giving someone a pair of used shoes. They might not fit you. But they might give you insight into that person. Where they've walked and how they've walked. Even, maybe, why they've walked that way. It might stretch you and enlarge your compassion for that person and subsequently for others. So here is this used book. May it give you insight and enlarge your borders, the beautiful borders where you will walk and others after you. Well, I hope you had as much delight hearing that letter as I did when I found it many years after mom gave me the book. I I know I've read it before, but again, it was just that sweet reminder of the relationship with my mom, the just the beauty of her introduction to literature, to our family, and how she made that a part of our lives. And it was a reminder of the relationship that readers can have one with another from books that we have passed down to each other. So on that note, may we embrace the marginalia of past readers and mark our books for future generations to read, as Sarah Clarkson says, with abandon and bless one another with these conversations. This is a short episode this week, and I apologize, and I will be back with a longer episode in two weeks, but I just wanted to drop in very quickly and give an update and also share this letter. I just couldn't pass up reading it to you. So as I said, I will be back in two weeks, but in the meantime, if you would like to catch up, you can send me an email at beth at a wellreadlife.com. And I would love to hear any book suggestions you have or start up a bookish conversation. I love to hear other readers' hearts and, of course, just talk about our love of literature, how God can speak to us through the written word and help us to know him better and love those around us more. You can also find me at wellreadbeth on Instagram. I'm not often on there, I've said before, but I do check my DMs and I will get back to you as soon as I can. So again, disclaimer, if you email me and you haven't heard back from me in a few days, please don't think that I'm dismissing your DM or your email. It is just, I have a very lively five-year-old now and I want to spend as much time with her and I don't want to miss these precious days that we have together. So I will get back to you in good time and I value your input and your conversations so much. Well, 
I hope you have a wonderful rest of your January. It is very cold and rainy here in Georgia today, but it promises to have very warm weather coming up, which I'm not happy about. I love winter very much. So if you are like me, I hope that you are enjoying the end of your January and you are cuddled up with a good book and a warm cup of tea. Until next time. Thank you.